Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective. I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular everyday perspective. We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma. We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Before we jump in, we want to tell you about a free course you can download called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. This is a course I created some time ago to help couples navigate the first initial steps of rebuilding trust after trust has been broken. And it has information for the person who broke the trust, the betrayed partner, as well as the couple. This is challenging stuff. It's messy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of couples get disoriented knowing where to start and what to do. And I've outlined a nice first steps roadmap to help you get started. And you can download it for free using the link in the show notes. I hope it's a help to you. And you can download that today and we'll send it right away. Okay. So our topic for the podcast today is confronting parents about wounds. Yeah, this comes up all the time. Yeah. Anyway, it's something that a lot of adult children, as they get older, they leave home, they start to have their own experiences. Maybe they start to meet other families. Maybe they get with a partner and see how things are going in that. And all of a sudden, it's just kind of like, it can happen by discovering sort of other examples, but I think it can also just be like, hey, I'm an adult now. I want to be able to talk about some stuff that was hurtful to me when I was younger. Do you think this is an important step in differentiating from our first families? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of adolescents are starting to do it. I mean, they, you know, they start to see themselves as separate than their parents. Uh-huh. In other words, like, I don't have to believe what you believe. I don't have to do what you do. And I think that's sure. really healthy. And they don't. They uh-huh. get to make their own decisions and live with the consequences right. that come, just like all of us. It starts in a really immature way. Sure. Right? When kids are like toddlers, where they start to differentiate. Oh, yeah. We're like, Me, I don't, right? mine. I don't no. have to do this, right? No. No. <laughs> Which I think is, I mean, I think we ought to really foster that and encourage children to have their own voices and have their own experiences and see them as separate individuals. That's yeah. really important. But yes, to answer your question, absolutely. This is a developmental task. I think it's critical. And I think that it's really hard for a lot of parents because parenting's pretty thankless. It is. <laughs> it is so thankless. And most of the time, the conversations are coming from kids who haven't reached a point yet where they're like, wow, I gave everything I could and it was the best that I had. And it wasn't enough. And there are still some gaps. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't had that experience on their own. Oh, yes. And so they're just relating to their parents on a level of, look at all the gaps. <laughs> <laughs> like they're almost like there yeah. shouldn't have been gaps. Right. Which is kind of an interesting, it just creates some interesting dynamics. Yeah. Because it it takes a while to get there to recognize, yeah, we don't want there to be gaps And we give our hearts and souls to our children to avoid gaps if we can. But then we have to discover that we don't have that much control. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have gone a lot easier on my parents the older my own kids have gotten. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're 24 years into our parenting journey and I'm just high-fiving my parents now going like, (laughs) hey, thanks guys. 
Yeah. And you can't do that. You can't do that unless you've, you know, to a degree. I mean, maybe there's some people that are capable of tremendous awareness and, and gratitude without having gone through something. Mm-hmm. But I think most of us have to have a taste of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think oftentimes what a lot of people are looking for too is just some acknowledgement. Yes. Hey, something happened and it had a profound effect on me. Mm-hmm. And I need to be able to say that out loud. And I would really like for you to acknowledge that. Right. I don't, I've never, I don't know that I've really met anybody in my career or even per- personally who is wanting to go through and do a full parent inventory on every, <laughs> please, <laughs> on no. every please no. Right. It's not, you know, there might be some, some people out there who have a spreadsheet or something, but, <laughs> but in my experience, most people, I love the way you talked about it. I think most people are just looking to be seen and acknowledged. Yeah. We need to know our pain matters to the people that we care the most about. Right. Well, especially in an ongoing relationship like that yes. too. Like some of these things that happened, they affect the way I relate to you now. Mm-hmm. And I would like that to be different if yeah. at all possible. But a hurdle that comes with that is oftentimes younger generations, just at, at this phase and stage of the collective development the younger generations have more language and more experience with recognizing and expressing feelings. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of the, the in the air that they're breathing, but it wasn't for the older generations. And no. so they don't have the same kind of capacity. No. So it, it's a little bit of two different languages. That's so true. Speaking two different languages and trying to bridge the gap. Right. And, and really even just different expectations and rules. Um, mm-hmm. around honoring parents and, you know, what should be expected. Right. I mean, you know, you probably grab someone from the 1800s and they're just grateful that their parents fed them. Mm-hmm. It, it just was, you know, when you're in survival mode and and a parent's job is to protect at a very basic level the, the necessities of life, a lot of parents pulled that off. Yeah. They pulled yeah. it off. Fed and clothed and mm-hmm. sheltered. Yep. And some parents don't pull that off. Some parents really let their kids down in these ways. So the pain can be a very physical sort of primal needs. Like I didn't even get my basic needs met. Mm -hmm. But in my experience, a lot of what comes up in these conversations is stuff that oftentimes blindsides a lot of parents where they're like, yes, like what? Like vulnerability. I was supposed to be vulnerable. What? Like the kids are coming, these adult children that are now in their twenties, thirties, forties are coming to their parents of a different generation armed with a lot of psychology and therapy words. And I think a lot of that stuff promotes more closeness. I think a lot of it opens up a deeper relationship, but it also can make things really complicated and messy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like that was 20 some years ago. Mm -hmm. Why are you hung up on that? Right. I love your parents. You know that. Yes. But I'm going to use an example and I hope that if they're listening, they'll they'll call me and we can talk about this. (laughs) I don't want to be misunderstood on it, but I remember one time we gave your parents a Brene Brown book yeah, to read. Yeah. Because it was when she was, when she first started getting, her name started getting out there. It was yeah. with her very first book and it was wonderful and we were wanting to share it. Yeah. And your your dad's question was kind of like, so what's your angle, guys? Like, why are you giving me, like, what what do you guys want with this book? He was He was a little bit caught off guard by it, wondered what our agenda was with it. And your mom was frustrated with all the language, not like swear words language, like no. just the way things were conceptualized. And and she felt like a lot of it was just unhelpful and confusing. And uh-huh. she was overwhelmed by it. And 
We've had some great conversations since then. And I think we've, yeah. we've accomplished what we needed to with them. But it was so interesting. I remember my reaction. It was it was a real, real wake-up call for me. Like, oh, wait, we're not speaking the same language. Right. Like two totally different worldviews. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So and th- that that is an important thing to recognize and respect. Yes. That we each set of us, we just are where we are. And so building a little further on that, I what I experienced both in my own relationship with my parents and your parents, and as we've we've had these conversations about making sense of our experiences growing up and even asking for some healing or reconciliation in certain areas, mm. which, you know, hasn't always been easy. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because you're in more of a position of equals now. You're both adults, mm-hmm. but there's still that parent-child is, vulnerability yeah. of needing something from them. And they might have the parent experience of feeling like, yeah, but look at all the other stuff I did for you. And, yeah. it, and you can really cross wires pretty quickly if mm-hmm. you don't slow it down and understand some of the moving pieces here, yeah. the different needs and where people are coming from. Yeah, right. If you're asking, if you're saying, I... I'm going to ask for something that I feel like I need. And they're saying, I don't recognize that as a legitimate need. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Especially in, in light of all the other needs I met for you. Sure. Yeah. How, so, how is that even a thing? Right. Yeah. Right. I don't. So I think when you come into a conversation like this, and it's generally the, it's in my experience, it's generally the, the, child, the adult children initiating these conversations, mm-hmm. needing to, to find some sort of healing. And I think there's different ways to do it. You can certainly have like adult children, I believe who are, I've seen examples where they are not wanting to take responsibility for their own lives and their own Mm -hmm. choices as adults. And they're wanting to just blame and they're wanting to hide and they don't really, they aren't coming with any sort of- Oh, their whole purpose is just to come and say, you should have done this and this and this. I shouldn't have to be responsible for my life choices or the way my life is because of you, et cetera. Mm. And I don't think that those kinds of conversations ought to be entertained. That's not helpful. No. I, to me, that's not a, a, a desire to reconcile. It, it's an, almost like an ambush. To me, it feels more like a smokescreen and a way for someone to avoid any sort of real ownership of their life and their life choices. So, and interestingly enough, I do find, and I have experienced that when you are really in that differentiation process, it's almost like you need to move through that blaming phase. But oftentimes these conversation come up before that happens. Yes. That that is maybe like an, a natural thing mm-hmm. that comes up that you have to sort through and work through, but it's not helpful. No. And I think if you can work through your blaming phase, maybe in therapy or- Yeah, with somebody else or, or just journal sort out about your it thoughts or and your out. feelings. Uh-huh. Yeah. There might, you're right. I mean, there, there might be an initial sort of like, hey, that wasn't fair or that wasn't my fault or this happened. And it's not to say that your parents didn't have an impact on you because of course they did. Of course there were influences and patterns. And so we don't, we're not wanting to just let everybody off the hook here. But to me, it's like, where do you want that to go? Right. Do you want that to, or some rough experiences Mm -hmm. to hold you hostage now? Right. Are those things still happening today? Mm -hmm. Because that's, it's one thing to say, you know, have your parents, are they different? Have they grown? Do you just need them to acknowledge it? Then I feel like then ask for that. Or do you even just need to say it out loud? Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, just, just to be able to say, have a voice. I don't voice. know where you are about this. This is where I am. And it's important to me that we can just, I get to say that. Just name it. It's important. And mm-hmm. some parents, if they know what their job is to just hear that and acknowledge it and, and just 
yeah, that so, did happen. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You're right. That I was didn't, really hurtful to you. I didn't respond well or I didn't have a lot of resources or I, I did. I hurt you. Or I gave something and it was not at all what you needed. Yeah. And that was hard for you. Right. And so that may be your objective in wanting to talk about it. If your objective is just to make them feel bad so that you don't have to take responsibility, then that's probably something you ought to handle by yourself yeah. with, with other support. Yeah. Because what are they supposed to do with that? Right. And, that doesn't honor or nurture the relationship. Right. And if the goal is to have ongoing relationship, then I think you can also state that as well. I think it's okay to make those intentions clear. I want well, to have an ongoing relationship yeah. with you. I remember years ago with my parents, there were some imbalances and, and some things that I felt like were impacting me and our family. And you know, it was messy. And I remember trying to talk about this and I, I didn't do a great job of trying to explain all this. And it was hard for them. And we were going back and forth. And ultimately, I think once they understood I wanted to stay in relationship with them, it went a lot better. Oh, really? I think so. Huh. I think that there was this threat that I was going to cut them off or that I was that I I was just wanting to criticize them. And I don't know that I did a great job of explaining my intentions of mm -hmm. you're both really important to me and I really want to have a an on, like a long like I want this to be something really meaningful and it, it's it's just as hard I think to communicate that or have that be understood. And so my experience is that if you're the parent listening to this, recognize that you're going to hear some feedback about things that were experienced in a way you probably didn't intend. Yeah. And that's going to happen in every <laughs> parenting. And just seeing your, your child, your adult child as an individual who's different from you and was having a different experience can go a long way, uh -huh. can go a long way to them feeling seen and understood. Because if they're doing this to stay in relationship, all they're really looking for is for you to care about how they feel. That's yeah. generally enough. Yeah, care that they had an experience uh -huh. that that maybe you weren't unaware of mm -hmm. or just that they they want you to know about and Yeah. And just compassion, understanding, yeah, wow, that would have been awful or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, there can be a lot of healing that can happen just by recognizing that. And what about for adult children? Any any thoughts on how they can come into a conversation like this to maybe have more success or be able to have it, you know, have it go well? I mean, I think maybe to just have a clear understanding initially of what, what is the purpose? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that they're wanting? Mm -hmm. Do they just, and to be honest with themselves about that, which yeah. can be hard when you're kind of activated about rough experiences and the way they, they might still affect you, which is common. Right. But just to be honest about, you know, if you're, really just wishing that you could just have a giant lecture and sit them in the chair and <laughs> <laughs> tell them how it's going to be, then maybe that's not the time. If you, you know, really desire to do it in a way that's going to improve the relationship, which I think is at the core for everybody. Yeah. We just, sometimes it takes us some bad experiences to learn, huh? Yeah. When I just kind of let loose like that, it doesn't help. It's not helpful. and. It sounds so clear and so awesome to me, but the results can do more damage. Yeah, I agree. So to be honest about what you want and what you need and to proceed with the level of respect that will nurture the relationship. Yeah. And I think that if, if you want an ongoing relationship, all these factors have to be taken into consideration. Everything we talked about, understanding that they're coming from a different place, mm -hmm. even expressing appreciation for the things that did work. Obviously, there are some families where 
there's been so much damage and the parents are so defensive and they're so unhealthy and it's it's just chaos and drama. There's probably a different podcast for that. We probably ought to talk about that differently mm-hmm. about how to handle that. What we're talking about are parents were we're talking about injuries or things that just need to be worked out or you're just wanting to improve the ongoing relationship. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's what our focus is yeah. for this theme today. But we recognize that in some cases it may not be possible to have a conversation at all. It just is so explosive or dysfunctional mm-hmm. or unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's something we can talk about another time. Yeah. We can talk yeah. for hours about this. I guess so. <laughs> I think I do want to add one more thing, okay. just that like talking about some of these things can be healing. They can help with your own personal healing process. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to be clear that the way that your parents respond can be helpful, but the real healing doesn't come from them. Mm-hmm. So you can live like a good life and make decisions based on what you have in front of you and how you're moving forward, whether or not they respond in the way you would like them to. Right. And the way they respond will will definitely influence the kind of relationship you have with them and how close you'll feel. Mm-hmm. But your own healing exactly is not contingent on it. Yeah. That's a great point. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. So okay. thanks everyone for yeah. joining us every single week. It's so great to have you here and we'll, uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Yep. Next time. Next time.